The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the sexy Laura Jameson. <laughs> I like it when you come into the studio with no clothes on. It's kind of hot. <laughs> Thank you for having the heat on today. <laughs> <laughs> Just play right along with my bullshit. You know that only encourages my bad behavior, right? Just saying. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so today we got the part two of the flat tire murders. I had a flat tire a couple days ago, I think, and uh, fucking I'm, I'm, I'm paranoid. Like somebody's going to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> Always make sure you, you know, look under your car and look in the back seat. Yeah, I mean, I start thinking, you know, I'm kind of pretty and... Uh, <laughs> it's those big blue eyes. It's my big blue eyes, man. So he's going to want to rape me or something. <laughs> oh, I dropped the soap again. Oops. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Oopsie. Oh, so we were going through the... Uh, I got a few more people left here on the possible victims <laughs> roster. Um, there was an unidentified female on December 13th of 1975. A man was in Southwest ranches located in Broward County when he came across the remains of a younger woman with brunette hair due to the level of decomposition in the remains. The medical examiner was unable to determine what her cause of death was. I'm pretty sure cause of death was dying. That would make sense, yes. However, detectives assigned to the area have suggested foul play was involved. And add to that fact that the crotch area of her red pants were torn, it would suggest that she had been sexually assaulted as well. I She's understand. lucky, man. I wear crotchless pants all the time, and I am not sexually assaulted <laughs> nearly enough. Some assless chaps. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god then i would start singing it's raining men yes <laughs> good times good times i was not able to determine if this victim was ever identified however i also couldn't find any information about her on uh the missing or unidentified persons databases i was also unable to find any newspaper articles to indicate whether or not this case was ever solved I love this. It's so very It's the name seems very 90s to me, but it's still 1975, the puka shell Jane Doe because everybody <laughs> wore those necklaces. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. So on December 23rd, 1975, the body of an unidentified female was discovered floating face down in a canal located approximately a fifth of a mile north of Southwest 28th Street and 154th Avenue in Davie, Broward County. The medical examiner was able to determine the following information about her. She was a white female between the ages of 15 and 30. She had medium-length auburn or brown hair. She weighed approximately 100 to 125 pounds and was approximately 5 foot 5. When her body was found, she was wearing a green half-blouse with a flower motif, blue pants with a flared hem, and dark blue platform shoes. Oh, so more like the 80s, like the early part of the 80s. Okay, now I'm digging. Well, but it sounds like she was wearing bell bottoms. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like bell bottoms were towards like the beginning of the 80s. Yeah, well, 
She was a groovy chick, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Due to the level of decomposition in the remains, her exact cause of death could not be determined, but the authorities have suggested foul play was involved. Uh, Michelle Andrea Winters, age 17, uh, was found on December 30th of 1975. So somebody or some buddies were real busy during this time. Um, she was last seen alive by some friends at approximately 1 p.m. She told them that she was going to take the bus to the beach on South Atlantic Boulevard because she was going to be meeting someone there in a couple of hours. She never arrived at that meeting. Michelle also failed to show up for a meeting she had scheduled with a family friend who was visiting from Canada on December 31st. She allegedly called her boyfriend on January 1st to apologize for standing him up on the date they had planned for New Year's Eve. Then, on January 3rd, her wallet was found lying by a canal in Broward County. Nobody had heard from or seen her since the supposed phone call she had made to her boyfriend. On January 10th, two men were looking for firewood in Pembroke Pines along the Snake Creek Canal when they stumbled upon Michelle's body. The location where her body was found was approximately one and a half miles from the location where her wallet was discovered the week before. Michelle's cause of death was determined to be strangulation, since a purse strap had been found wrapped around her neck 12 times. Well, yeah, that's a pretty good indicator right there. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The medical examiner also found several lacerations on her face, but he stated those could have occurred post-mortem. He determined her time of death was likely three or four days after her wallet was found. However, I was not able to find any report that indicated where Michelle was or what she was doing between the time she left her friends on December 30th and her apparent time of death on January 6th or 7th. Traveling on a bus and then dying. I, we figured that out. You already said. <laughs> yes. That's what, that's what you see. I'm going to go to Florida and become a fucking detective. I've, I've, got a, I've got a good eye for this. Good eye. It's detectives uh, <laughs> dick off and nut all yes. on the case. <laughs> <laughs> I still fucking love that. Detectives dick off and nut all. <laughs> So there's a a possible link with Marlene's murder. After Michelle's body was discovered, the authorities determined there was a possible link between her murder and the death of Marlene Annabelle in October 1975. Here are the similarities they found in the two cases. Both women were petite, blonde, and had blue eyes. They were both dead. Yes, they were both strangled to death. Both women were fully clothed with their body when their bodies were discovered, with the exception of their shoes, which were never found. They're, they're in somebody's living room. Michelle lived approximately one and a half miles from the hotel where Marlene was staying. Both women were, being, were described as being standoffish around men they were not familiar with. I'm standoffish around men, too. <laughs> I'm just standoffish in general. <laughs> Yeah, the difference I, is, unless though, like, I know you, <laughs> like when, when you do it, it's cute, and when I do it, it's creepy. There's the difference, right there. Yeah. He looks mean. He looks like he's just an asshole. He's all no. standoffish, and when you do it, they're like, "No, she's just misunderstood." She's That's just shy. She's just shy. It's okay, but him, look at that asshole over I there. I'm just analyzing you. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> she's getting ready to murder you yeah. with a fucking uh, with a butter knife and shears. <laughs> So, no arrests have been made in either case, uh, nor has a suspect been named. 
So we there is a possible theory on a suspect in the Bob. beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I just named him. <laughs> there was... you go. See, I'm, I'm getting total detective material over here. Name the suspect. There you go. In the beginning, it was believed by the authorities that the first nine murders were possibly committed by the same individual. The reason for this belief was the similarities in the locations where the bodies were discovered, the apparent modus operandi of the murderer, and the signature he used that was never disclosed in the media, from what I could determine. That said Bob. <laughs> I don't. I think it's like wrestling. It's like his signature finishing move. Oh, I thought he was like... <laughs> <laughs> Suplex off yes. the top rope. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need Jesus. That's what I did. What the fuck is wrong with me? Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, in fact, Sergeant Irwin Carlsted, a detective with Sonoma County, proposed that those murders were committed by the same person who had committed similar murders of a young woman in Washington and uh, of young women in Washington and Utah. According to Carlstead's theory, they were looking for a bi-coastal killer who was traveling from east to west and had committed more than 30 murders all over the country. So hold on. I just had something that just hit my head because, and I'm, I'm not even being a dick this time. This was during <laughs> the 80s, right? They or well, 70s? they were happening in the seventies. Yeah. Okay. So throughout the seventies and the eighties, you had uh, the Hillside Stranglers. Yep. Which was uh, Bianchi and uh, never can remember his fucking. I can't cousin's name. That. But they killed California, Oregon, Washington. So, you know, they were strangling. Given the strangler name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't call him like yeah. the. <laughs> They didn't call them the hillside <laughs> choke holders or anything like that. <laughs> the hillside bludgeoners. Right. So, I just, it, to me, it almost sounds like same, same. Like maybe, it could be. Maybe they went to Florida. Florida's a great vacation spot. They wanted to go fucking hang out with the, with the Puerto Ricans and the, and the Cubans. And, uh, unless they go up to Jacksonville, then it's all fucking hillbillies and trailer parks. But, uh, <laughs> We're looking to do some gator wrestling. <laughs> we're gonna ra- we're, we're gonna wrestle a gator. Wrestle, yes. Sorry, wrestling. Yeah, that's wrestling up there. Yes, <laughs> wrestling's real, man. Those are real sportsmen. They're really beating the crap out of each other. Uh, it ain't fake. Yeah. See, it shows what you know. Let me drink another <laughs> hams beer. Oh my god, my dad drank hams when I was when, younger. <laughs> when I was uh, with. Uh, uh, the band that I toured with, we drank a lot of hams because it was cheap. And by the time I started drinking hams, I was already three sheets to the wind, so I couldn't. It didn't taste really it. matter. Didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So then, fast forward when I got when I got clean, I quit drinking too. I drink now, but I didn't. You know, I quit drinking. Yeah, back when. Yeah, I went to the store and said, "You know what? I want I want some beers. I'm gonna pick up a six pack of hams." And the only thing worse than hams is Rainier. Oh, because Rainier is just disgusting. Um, no matter how you get it, <laughs> but yeah, hams has that, it's a lovely bouquet that just screams out. I live in a trailer park. Well, you know, it comes from the land of sky blue waters. So. It comes from the <laughs> land of sister molesting. That's where that comes from. That comes up. That, that's from the land of inbreeding and bad decisions oh. and El Caminos. El, yeah. <laughs> hey, I spent a lot of time with someone in an El Camino here. Mm, kinky. <laughs> no, did, you know, it was not that. We did we did just about everything but that. We did not do that in the El Camino. 
Now we I both have, wanted to. We just didn't want to tell each other we wanted to. <laughs> now I have a new life goal. I, I'm going to buy myself an Eric and El Camino, get some fuzzy dice for the fucking uh, mirror, and I'm going to have sex in El Camino. <laughs> for a new goal. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to get myself a mullet wig because you can't drive an El Camino without a mullet. You can, in fact. <laughs> no, no. It's like illegal. You have to have a mullet. Oh, yeah. Get he had hair just like that and drove an El Camino. <laughs> That's who I'm talking oh, get about. The flying. Fuck yeah, that was you. That's who I'm talking that about. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> you broke the law. You need a fucking mullet, dude. No. John needs a mullet. That is not. Shut your no, mouth, don't Scott. Don't want to hear anything else? John, get, no, John no. needs a mullet, man. No. No. <laughs> That's different. If you're white, if you're white, white people need mullets. I I am on a I'm on a mission from God, y'all. I'm bringing the mullet back. He is also not entirely white, so. <laughs> I am gonna I am going to go and I'm gonna get some Rogaine and grow my hair back. And oh, bet me, I'm gonna have a fucking mullet. And you know what? I'm gonna have that you guys want to have mulletude. That's right. I'll have uh, mulletude. Yeah, mulletude. You're gonna have the power mullet. I have a story about a mullet. So I when mullet. I was working, um, I was working at a salon off of Fremont, and <laughs> when I was going home, because it was all street parking. I would turn, you know, you you take the same route home every time. And there was this guy. I I almost wrecked my car because he was a ginger, super ginger, with the mullet where like the back of it was like down to his ass. Oh my god! So the front, the front of it, which of course is, it was like short, like it was like a longer flat top, and the entire back of it was permed. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sorry. And that's what I'm like. That is emotional. that's a power mullet. Like that is an insane mullet. I got, I got a tear in my eye. <laughs> and I, I literally, Lucky I almost wrecked my car looking at it. I would too. That man's the king of mullets. I was like, I, I ah. as a hair as a hairstylist, we, I can't tie, I cannot tear my eyes away from that. I wish we can get him on the show. He had the ultimate mullet. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a touching story. He's probably missing most of the top of it now, but makes me sad, man. <laughs> ultimate mullet. <laughs> He's the ultimate mullet man. Sounds like he needs a cape. <laughs> the back does. of his hair is his cape. <laughs> That's right. He goes <laughs> dun dun dun, dun PBR. <laughs> so, okay. So back back to this suspect who may or may not have a mullet. His name's uh, Bob. Then uh, on August sixteenth, nineteen seventy five. There was a breakthrough in the investigation of the murders that had occurred in Utah. A mullet hair. Can you guess what the breakthrough was? <laughs> they found a mullet hair. <laughs> mullets. On August 16th, 1975, the authorities arrested a man after he attempted to evade an officer during a routine traffic stop. That man was none other than Theodore Robert Bundy himself. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It was later determined that Bundy was linked to the murders uh, Carlstead had thought were linked to the Canal murders in Washington, Idaho, and Colorado. Detectives in the Canal murders dismissed Carlstead's theories and focused their attention on the search for an individual who had a very distinct modus operandi. Um, According to their reports, they were looking for a male 
who found a way to make his victims vulnerable in public situations, likely by deflating their tires in the victims with vehicles. Once the guard of the victim was down, the suspect would find a way to offer his assistance. That was his way of abducting them and taking them to another location where he would then murder them. Um, When Bundy was being questioned about his crimes, he admitted that he killed his first victim, that before he killed his first victim, he ran some experiments. He stalked women and tried different methods of disabling their vehicles so he could swoop in and offer his assistance. For instance, he tried to remove the rotor device on their motor distributors and deflate their tires. However, Bundy ultimately found that those specific tactics were doomed to failure, mainly since he stalked his victims on university campuses and there were always plenty of other capable men around to rescue any potential damsel in distress. He came upon his modus operandi by trial and error before he even took his first life. Uh, Just before Bundy was executed in 1989, he confessed to committing the majority of murders he had never been convicted of. He never mentioned any knowledge of or affiliation with the canal murders in Florida in the 1970s. Besides, if a person were to take two seconds to look into Bundy's history, there's no way he was involved in the in the uh, 1973 to 76 canal murders in Florida. In 1973, he was still living in Seattle, Washington, attending Washington State University and listening to disco and staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> he did not set about on his cross-country murder spree until 1975. During that time, he was not in Florida. He was committing murders in Idaho, Utah, and Colorado. The murders he committed in Florida didn't occur until later. Dr. Ronald Wright reveals his beliefs about the cases. Uh, On August 29, 1975, Dr. Ronald Wright revealed that he believed that the murders of Barbara Stevens, Barbara Schreiber, Belinda Zetterauer, Ronnie Gorlin, and Elise Rapp were all committed by the same individual. He based his belief on the fact that all of these women were under 30 years old, had long hair, and pierced ears. Wow, that narrows it down. It's the evils of having your ears pierced. <laughs> they need Jesus too. Yeah. You're marring God's beautiful canvas. If he meant for you to wear the earrings, he would have made you would have come born. out with pierced ears. That's right. You would have come out of your mama's womb with pierced ears. Hallelujah. Praise <laughs> the Lord. At the same time, he made this announcement. Dr. Wright expressed his frustration with the difficulty of catching a sexual psychopath on a killing spree, especially since the suspect didn't have any contact with his victims prior to the time he chose them to be murdered. Needless to say, during that time, the sudden series of murders in close succession to each other caused an extreme level of fear in the Miami area. The authorities had even offered a reward which reached $6,000 for any information that led to the arrest of the killer responsible for all of that these was murders. That damn good money at the time, man. Yeah. I, I'd take it now. <laughs> Female store clerks who worked in the shopping center where the vehicles of Esmeralda Gordon and Ronnie Gorlin were discovered talked about their fears. One of them stated, I've never been a really brave person, but now I just don't go out to my car alone at night. Even in the daytime, I'm scared. 
One of the detectives who was working the case indicated that he gave his wife some advice during those times. He told her to run screaming for safety if she saw she had a flat tire. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'll call you to come fix it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, actually, it's, it makes sense. I mean, if you see you have a flat tire, you know, uh, approach your vehicle and kind of take a look and go, okay, I need to go back into this shop because mm-hmm. this just doesn't, these this are brand is, new tires and there's a yeah. smash in the side of it. Yeah. I'm not taking any fucking chances. Yeah. I, I think that's even pertinent to, to, in today's society. I would agree. Because still, w- women and those who are uh, weaker, I'm not saying that women are weak because I've seen some women that can kick my ass, um, but those that are weaker tend to be better victims, number yes. one, because yeah. you're not going to fight back. Yep. You know, so fucking you use precautions, man. Be safe. Don't don't get victimized like some of the people that we feature on here. That's <laughs> yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. God. Remember, no hitchhiking. Remember, if you get a flat, don't look back. Yeah. <laughs> in September of 1975, an article in the Sentinel Star stated that each of the victims' cars was discovered with one flat tire parked in a shopping center parking lot and they drove uh, rental and or leased cars with e-tags for temp- or temporary tags. You know what the kind of cool thing is now, though, is like in every parking lot, even Walmart, they've got cameras, tons of surveillance. Yeah. So yeah. even if you are, I don't, want, I don't want anybody to get murdered or no. abducted, but even if you are, there's a good chance that, a good, not a great chance, but a good yeah. chance that they're going to find the person that abducted you. You're going to be dead probably either way, but at least they're going to find the motherfucker. Yes, there's some closure at least. Right, that way there we go, oh, no, you're right, this dude Bob over here did kill her. That's fucked up. Here are some other similarities mentioned in the reports that I have found. Some reports indicated that all of the victims were Jewish, which suggested the killer was extremely thorough in his victim selection. Ah, ah, there you go, there you go, I knew it. (laughs) I knew that there's probably some joyman out there. He's attacking Jews all the time. Hold on, hold on. Maury, Maury, come here, come here. See, <laughs> I told you, what did, what did I tell you while we were sitting there eating matzo balls and gavelta fish? I told you, it's somebody attacking the Jews. It's the Germans, man. They've had us for years. <laughs> Go on, honey. Tell your story. Now I'm scared. I'm going to stay in my room right Day here. and night she talks. That's right. Oh, my God. You met my wife? Oh, my God, honey. Let me tell you. Day and night she talks and talks. I'm here trying to sleep. I'm in bed. My eyes are closed. And, and all of a sudden, I hear, I, I, I hear it. I hear, Gregory. 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 Are you awake? What? I am now, Martha. What? What do you want? Do you think the cat has dreams too? Oh God! <laughs> I don't care. We don't even have, honey, honey. We don't even have a have goddamn a cat. cat. Yeah. We don't have any pets at all. What cat is he even talking about? My wife. She's fucking nuts. That's a problem. She's fucking nuts. It's gonna be one of those here take my wife jokes. Oh, I tried. I tried. I took it to the Walmart. <laughs> There's too many cameras. We just established that. Nobody would have done that. It, it, it just makes me sad. I'm just going to sit over here now. Or they gave her back. I, where's my yarmulke? I need my yarmulke to go to the temple. This is just <laughs> it's stressing me out so much. <laughs> All right, honey, continue. You, you, you got it. You, you've obviously met my wife. <laughs> Nearly all of the victims were found mostly or completely nude, except for one or two items of clothing. Oy vey. In every case, 
none of the other clothing items were ever located. This suggests that the killer might have been a fetishist who selected his victims based on the items of clothing they were wearing. He also would have kept his victim's clothing as a trophy to relive his sexual fantasy later. Like I said, those shoes are in somebody's house right now. Because he didn't go to temple. <laughs> there was a good <laughs> Jewish boy, probably never was. Yeah, I'm a rotten bastards. Uh, there was a different method employed in the deaths of the victims. Some were shot, some were stabbed. Some reports indicated that the ice pick had been the uh, the weapon used to stab... Nazis! I told you! It's victims. Nazis! <laughs> oh, my God. Morty, we gotta get... We, we, we need to hide. The Nazis are back out. Well, they were in 75. <laughs> They're probably here now. God damn... No, leave you my wife behind. You know only go to Florida on vacation, right? Now we're <laughs> hiding... the whole family down to Florida. Well, I, I was gonna do that, okay? But <laughs> now I'm thinking maybe Martha needs a trip down there. Maybe she could stay there for a little while. <laughs> I'm not saying that I wish my wife was dead, okay? I'm just saying anything that would shut her up for 10 minutes <laughs> might not break uh, my heart. Some were stuck in the head with a blunt object struck, possibly a rock or a hammer. So, for the sake of time, the information regarding the theories we have about the links and potential victims can be found in the Medium article for the episode. So, because we could, I mean, there's so many possible, so many possible victims, so many possible theories. Because they're all attacking Jews. <laughs> yeah. Over here all scared. Like, it could have been a human trafficking, like prostitution ring. There's there's a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of it's ifs. Joseph Mangley all over again. That's what this is. I feel like I'm in Auschwitz. So that's where I'm going to end that one. You sure? Yes. I'm sure. At least she ain't yakking all the time like Martha. <laughs> that makes me happy. It brings me joy. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I can do that for you. <laughs> all right. Remember, you can send us an email at realnation at twistedbluellc.com. Check out the website www.twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, or wherever you get your blogs. Just put in at Brutal Nation. We'll pop right up, get the full story without any of my bullshit. Let's see, what else? Uh, hey, check us out on Spotify, because on Spotify, they allowed me to set up a thing where we got some quizzes going on for certain episodes and some questions. You know, let's, let's interact back and forth. Let's see what you think about shit, too. This show's copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.